Our fifth show with Virgil for Louis Vuitton airs tomorrow morning at 5.30 a.m. Congratulations. Thanks, man. But it's like congrats is in order really and only for the team. It's Rashad, and this is Wear Many Hats, presented by Jassar, where we talk about your main gig, then we talk about your side hustle. Archie is one of the founders of PlayLab, Inc., one of the many amazing people behind Plus Poem. He put together the figures of speech book by Virgil Abloh, installations such as Growing Up Flowers and Fantasy Landscapes. His team consists of good friends and the team. Shout out to Jeff Franklin, Dylan Cargill, Anna Thompson, and everyone new. He's a painter, DJ, designer, creative director, dripping with ideas dripping in flat earth on this round earth he's not a comic he's the real deal please welcome archie lee coates the fourth wow that was incredible (laughs) what a what a run-on sentence (laughs) you know just the whole straight through of what you do real quick but you know what i was listening to your mix for flat radio Oh yeah. One while like coming up with everything of what you do and thinking about all the good times we shared, you know, the mix is great. You know, I saw it on yeah, YouTube. Thank you. so it's, it's dreamy. The visuals are stunning. All of them are great. The, the selected tracks, you know, but my notable favorite ones um, was uh, like Versi by Andy Sutt. Um, oh, yeah. Dude, so good. Like Head right. Above yeah. the Parakeets by High. Banger track. Yeah. And of course, Parallel Four by Forte, new stuff. So good. Narrow Shoulders, uh, Black Horizons, Heavy Duty Remix featuring Franklin and Monster Mike. Yeah. Great selections, man. Dude, shout out Zach Polakoff. Um, shout out. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. That was a fun, it was a fun little set, you know, flat. We're just trying to experiment with stuff, you know, no rules. Um, and just have a little bit of fun. And um, I feel like I just started getting into DJing right before COVID hit. <laughs> it was like a weird on sale. So it's been fun to kind of like find excuses to do it. And Andrew Kenny, um, who works full time out of PlayLab, he's been crushing a bunch of projects with us. And, and we just kind of been using Flutter as a reason to, to make more things. And he, he put that video together, which was fun. And uh, it's a little trippy. It's a great video. There's a lot of, it's a straight 45 minute excerpt of Koyana Scotsy playing um, uh, at all times in that video. At all times. So everyone out there, go check it out right okay. now. It's, it's awesome. So yeah, I mean, before everything hit, you were DJing, you had your name, your DJ name is You Could Just, and you know, <laughs> Like, 
So everything before that, you had office hours in Las Vegas with the homie Joel EV. Shout out Joel EV. Shout out Joel EV. Shout out Zach from Wax. Oh, yo, Zach from Wax. What's yeah, up? For that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's like uh, hats off to, there's like a combo, like a sweet spot of Mark Miller from Dark Eagle. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing studio run by, by Mark and Dave Francisi and, um, yeah, I told him I wanted to get into DJing and he sent me, he hooked me up with my first CDJ, which was sick. And then I didn't really know what to do with it. And then I hit Joel and Joel's like, oh, you know, I'm done DJing now with my life. I'll, I'll come over and teach you. And like, you know, I had a fresh baby at the time and yeah. he'd be <laughs> we'd be in my bedside apartment on the carpet, like on the ground with this small little tractor pro setup like super low volume and he taught me his tricks like he oh, would wow. come over weekly and we would just dj and then my wife and i got a, a, an apartment with the basement basically so we could dj in the basement and joel zach would come over and we'd have these like weekly b like three hour b2b sessions no that way. would end in us going to the backyard and talking about life for hours like it was off. That was office hours. It was just sort of like Joel was teaching me, like, it's not precious. Just fuck, fuck around. You know, it was like an extension of Play Lab in that way. And um, and then I moved right at the height of this, like, emotional, fun DJ cult. <laughs> I know. You had then, a yeah, residency in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, shout out again to Andrew Kinney, like, full circle, you know, video image maker extraordinaire he was living in vegas and was like yo my friend phil shout out phil um is managing this club it's like a big rap club do you want to play it and we were like yeah that's totally (laughs) totally do that and they like fly us out and we threw a party it was like uh gucci mains after party and we we went on at 2 30 in the morning no way we played until 8 a.m and then we went and got breakfast but like Justin Gignac from Working at Working flew out. Um, Duncan Wolf showed up with his with his girlfriend Liz. Uh, Dong Ping Wong flew out from what? Food. It like was that weekend was the trippiest and also like testament to friendship. Period. Oh my god! Um, and then COVID hit, and you know the club shut down. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and then Coachella next. Yeah, right. Like, That's basically our Coachella right there in Vegas. Yeah, for me, it was just like, just kind of like a backdoor, you know, cheap cheating. But um, yeah, it was fun. And so now it's just like I play in my garage with my friends, masks on. That's awesome. I mean, I'm glad that you're still doing it, you know. And like you said, you're back in Bedside. Shout out Bedside. I'm in Bedside. You were once in NYC. Now you're in LA. How's the switch? It's great. I mean, been here now, clocked over a year. Um, obviously a strange year and a strange time, but <clears throat> happy to be here. I mean, we have the studio is just cooking, you know, and and it's just fun. And we're just having a blast and making a lot of things. And um, and at the end of the day, I get to like chill on a porch with my family and oh, stare off at the beautiful city and 70 degree weather. And it's like you know, definitely a full, a more holistic full circle. Uh, definitely. Joyful experience. Um, you got a pool? No, no pool, but that's like a life goal, you know? That is a life goal. That's a life goal, just to do a little dip. 
I just feel like all the homies that move out to LA just get a pool of rain. No, yeah, that would be sick. I think it'll happen. (laughs) You said the play labs like cooking. I just feel like, you know, you guys cook up so much that you have to like shut your website down. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't touch it. Um, Shout out sanctuary computer. and We, uh, it's on my list perpetually to update that website. Um, we're extremely behind, I think two and a half years behind getting things up there. There's like one project up there recently, but yeah, we're, made, we're, we're pretty full tilt and the studio works very hard and, um, and we just don't have time to get to it. <laughs> but like the clients that you pull in, there's so much work that I feel like you have to shut it down because you get too much work. Yeah, we definitely get a lot of you know requests. Lots of love. A lot of love, yeah. I'm very thankful. And but you know, our partners, like we keep the studio small. We're only six uh, at the core, which doesn't include Andrew, who's here full time, and, mm. and others that are here um, full time. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, our partners are the best. You know, we try to keep it small so that we can do good work and, and just enjoy it, honestly. You know, and have like that's the point. It's like Play Lab, it, it only really exists as an adventure, as like a sense of exploration. Mm-hmm. you know a, a home that jeff and i have always wanted and and every year it changes and that's the goal and there's so many studios out there and you know shout out all of them and learning from all of them but everybody's got their own pocket and their own way of doing things and and i think <clears throat> for us it's just like about perpetually finding out who we are through the act of, of making things and exploring relationships and that's that's just where our heads are down and focus on that. Not really, That's beautiful. We're not That's really looking up at any one or anything. So no, um, no. And you started Play Lab in college, so you get this question all the time. But what is Play Lab? Your answer changes every time. So what is it now, as of twenty twenty one, baby? Yeah, twenty twenty one. Shout out the apocalypse. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a creative studio. You know, it's like um, the goals. There's no real goal, but the, you know, visions always change, mm-hmm. but we work, you know, for and with people to realize ideas at multiple scales using design and art. And, um, and we're, we're just trying to constantly reframe and shift how we, how we look at it ourselves. But yeah, you know, we, we started, you know, as an idea in college, we were roommates, we ended up becoming roommates after kind of bonding over a shared sort of ethos and design and you know we're we're pretty much dorks like we take all this stuff very seriously um and we just wanted to do this for the rest of our lives and it was sort of like a a a big bet that we placed on each other jeff and i that we'd be the ones you know or something but like we just we just work really hard it's like any good relationship like you go through valleys and mountaintops and fortunately for us it's all mountaintops now like in the early days 2009 we incorporated but 2007 we got our first space and we're making projects and i was in the studio full time so Mm -hmm. left his job in in 09 and it was like this adventure of finding clients and doing business development and scope of works and Mm -hmm. contracts and invoicing and like you know all the shit that nobody taught you i didn't even work at studio prior to that so it's like making it up as i went along um, and we still are, I mean, full disclosure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we really talk about it as a journey of relationships because it's, it's people that you work with. It's yes. not brands and it's not companies and whatever. And we also kind of were the 
I keep, we joke in this office with, with Dylan Kogel that we're like anti-capitalist capitalists <laughs> because we, <laughs> you know, we, I think we do, you know, ultimately have a pessimistic view on the world, but we choose to go about it in a positive way and guys do. believe that brands, uh, corporations, people, organizations, they, they have the ability to be vessels for new ideas and change. Yes. Um, you know, of course there's ones you don't want to fuck with because no. it's, you know, on some, some toxic levels, but, but generally we believe in, we don't look at things pessimistically. We look at things no. optimistically. And so we use our opportunities to explore those things. And so, you know, we'll get fired and stop projects because we're not on the same wavelength as the people we're working with. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's rare, but we'll do that because everybody in the studio knows the check is not the goal, but no, the check it's not, never the goal. Yeah, it can't be, but it does. When things are working properly, it will follow um, it will. hard work and um, treating people with respect and dignity. And I think we're trying to figure out how to do that. It's very, it's very hard. And, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, that's, that's the goal here is to explore that and to build solid relationships and, and see if we can fucking make some magic with them along the way. Magic's that what needs to happen, you know? Like you would say that they don't teach us in school, but designing is only like 20% of it. So everything you just said is like the 80%. So I mean, absolutely. It's the business and the common commerce of art is is part of the art. And Play Labs clients, they range from fire corporate companies such as Foursquare out of nowhere, which is dope, Mm -hmm. and then IG worthy ones such as season three. Reese Cooper, Ruben Selby, UTA Artist Space, bunch of galleries. It's your clientele is amazing. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, all made up of good people. I mean, Foursquare is funny because that was a recommendation from a close friend, Matt Spangler, who's you know chief officer over at Compass, and mm. he ran this agency that Jeff and I looked up to called the Happy Corp in '07 when we first moved to the city, and. Uh, he was our first client. He was our first large supporter. OGs. Um, yeah, OGs. Like Plus Pool is like immediately, like day we posted that on Facebook, like RIP Facebook, 2010, <laughs> um, Matt Spangler was like, you know, wow, I'm, I'm with you guys. And yeah. uh, always was. And so I think like Play Lab is interesting because it's like a big Trojan horse. Like we've never, you know, we were not the ones to do a corporate rebrand of that scale. Mm-hmm. Um, nor would we have sought it out, but yeah. he introduced us to the team and the team. We were like, well, fuck, these guys are cool. Like these guys get it. They're doing something that's amazing and we can help. And they trust us. And and I think that's, you know, it's like the second the branding goes up, like the design Twitter just goes fucking ham insane. and loses their shit on like printing <laughs> and whatever, Yeah, which is so funny because it's like a... <sighs> God damn. But, oh my yeah design twitter is hilarious um, it actually so, you know black twitter black twitter is whole, super hilarious design twitter follows right behind design twitter wow so crazy it's so fun to watch um <laughs> and uh but you know you don't do it for the for that stuff yeah learn so much i think that's the thing is like when something is made together in the studio mm-hmm. knowing that we don't really look at the outside world in that way like we don't wait for somebody else's viewpoint <laughs> right it feels like a team win and that's what we're it's like 
you want to climb a mountain and be like, man, we did that. We're alive. Let's go back. Let's go to the next mountain. Mm. And that's what it feels like here all the time because we're cranking on things that every time we do it, I mean, like just today, you know, like our fifth show with Virgil for Louis Vuitton airs tomorrow morning at 5.30 a.m. Congratulations. Thanks, man. But it's like congrats is in order really and only for the team and the team. Yes. Always together. Like in that case, it's the glue is this mastermind Virgil and, and gracious human being like gracious, talented, like whatever, but like, we're just on a WhatsApp thread, everybody. And from the producers and, um, you know, uh, just everybody. And they're like talking about the team and how it feels like magic. And it's a rarity that you can find a team where the process is so much like water um, that there is this deep meaning and emotional respect for everything that's happened. It's so rare. And, and so we all, you know, we look at Virgil obviously is, uh, as such a beacon because he's doing it with such grace. And we look at that in the studio is like, are we achieving those levels with every project? And that's the goal. Uh, you know, honestly, it's like to feel that feeling through the act of exploring and making and working really hard and, and keeping up relationships in a positive way throughout the process. It's, you know, it's like a sport. Yeah. it really is it really sounds like it and you know after you guys worked with Virgil it, it feels like almost everything followed I mean from the book on the Louis Vuitton I knew you guys were gonna hop on that and that was amazing and right after that everyone in Los Angeles is like hitting you guys up <laughs> yeah it's funny it's definitely funny but like shout out Virgil and really like Juan Estenescu and Dr. Juan from you know RIP family but food and Juan's new practice um in Berlin but you know, they introduced us to Virgil in 2013. Like, literally, Off White was like an idea in the Pirates Vision video had just come out. And Virgil came by our studio because we had launched an architecture magazine called Clog. And he was like, oh, I just want to, like, he was in town with Kanye. He was like, I want to come and see and, like, talk to you guys. And he was like, we had very few supporters. <laughs> <laughs> and Virgil, like 2013, 2014, walked through the doors of our studio and, and was like, I just want to see what's going on. Like, I want to be around you guys for a long time. And when wow. we did the, when we started the process with the Figures of Speech book, which was also another massive team with the team, Simon from And Man and, um, and OKRN and um, everybody at, at Delmonico Publishing House. But mm-hmm. we showed up that morning and he walked in the door, punctual, and just goes, I told you you were never you weren't gonna never see me again. Like we're in this <laughs> for life. Like let's go. It's so positive, like sport team mentality that it's it perpetuates this feeling of I can do this. I'm supposed to be here. Let's crush this shit. Like you know, it's it's really intoxicating. Um, but yeah, he's he's been there for eight years supporting us, which is um, so if you know Virgil, it's the lesson of Virgil. He's he's true friend first, you know. Grinding in the hours, working with Louis Vuitton, Virgil. And then on the other end, you guys make installations as well, like growing up flowers in the Avenue of Americas and also in China. And and then right after fantasy landscapes, like how'd you guys think up of that? All answers go back to team. I mean, we are made up and attract some of the most incredible people, designers, mm-hmm. thinkers, and hard workers. And I mean, Anna 
uh, in our office is our design director. She's been with us uh, for a while. And Dylan Kogler, our director, has been with us for three years now. And they're loyal, patient, positive, hardworking people that Anna really spearheads and really shows with Jeff in a way that is impressive. Yeah. You know, just hands down impressive. And, you know, we're doing a lot of photo shoots right now, like tons. Like we just did our first Pharrell campaign and stuff that like two years ago in New York, we would never have gotten or thought we were going to get and definitely didn't know how to run projects like that. And this team and Peter Deering in our office, who, you know, is, is so well-versed and experienced in this stuff. It's like together they're crafting these, these narratives because Jeff, it's not like there's walls between everybody. It's, and if there are, we bulldoze them down. It's, we call it all dogs. Like, you know, when Ryan J. Simons was in the office, you know, uh, yeah, we just kind of instituted this idea of like we're dogs, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't really know where it came from. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we, but we did get it all tattooed on our bodies. The word dog. <laughs> um, and so when we do these sessions, it's like everybody's a part of, of them. And so, yeah, it's, 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 it's all able to happen because of the team. I mean, it's definitely not just me and it's definitely not just Jeff. It's, it's the whole lot, you know, sharing the, the weight of it all. But yeah, the ideas, the process of ideas is, is we call them like an idea should roll off the tongue almost like it, it was a no brainer. So we, you know, we, we iterate through ideas like it's food, you know, like it's candy. And, and then it's just about realizing. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be looking at like 20 ideas and we're like, all right, that would be sick. That would be sick. Maybe these two things come together. Yeah. What are the 10 ways we can do them um, to, to preserve the concept or the idea? And that's, that's what we do here all day. It's like we take some like ridiculous sounding thing and we figure out how to run it through this filter of getting it done in the most professional way. And that's, that's what all good art and design should do. So good. Um, and yeah, I mean, not to like push the Louis button so much, but we're in it, you know, like we went through rehearsals all, all yesterday and last night and that tomorrow's show, it, it's the, it's the, it's one of the, it's the single greatest thing we've been a part of in our career. And we hope that changes every year. Like we find those things like this year, UTA Ernie Barnes, UTA hit us up, Arthur Lewis, the new director. And he was just like, I'm captivated by what you guys do. I want to show you everything we're working on and see what you want to work on. And we talked about Ernie and we went on this kind of path of discovering the work of Ernie Barnes. And through that process, we were like, this, this is now the single most important thing we've ever done. Wow. And uh, yeah, you kind of just get yourself into the mindset of that. You talk about team, there's six in Play Lab, but there's this giant team. That NYC photo of the Play Lab team, having you recreate more of you guys in the photo is hilarious. Luca, and Luca that's Andrew. what I love about you guys. As in, You guys aren't just an agency, you know? You guys are more than just that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, even that photo, right? It's like a friend of Dylan's from Colorado, Luca Venter, brilliant photographer. He's here today, actually, in mm. the studio, shooting in, in LA. And... We didn't even have a concept. I think we had some thoughts of concepts, but we were like, yo, Dylan, just talk to Luca, see what Luca wants to do. And then Luca was like, I want to do this. And we we're like, yeah, that sounds cool. Like, there's no, it's not, there's no, it's not a totalitarian office, you know? No. It's, like, it's about the team always. So 
whatever idea is the best, it wins and it goes forward. And then everybody shares in the responsibility of it, you know. Um, it's great. It's beautiful. Everyone coming together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you remember at a time. Yo, all day today, I've been looking up Nocta. And yo, guess what? Congrats on the creative direction for Champagne Poppies, DrakeRelated.com, Drake's new collaboration with Nike. Nocta means nocturnal. All of this is for like Drake's new album, Certified Loverboy merch. Yeah, we started working with him a few years ago. Um, and it's definitely one of, it's for the better part of a year and a half, it's been a large of what the office works on. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't talk about it a lot and, and try to keep it low, but, but we're very proud of it. Very honored to be a part of, of of their team, which is, you know, extremely gifted and loyal. And um, yeah, Drake really is pretty amazing. It's like a, it's a, it's a virtual world that it is. Build. And, um, and then Nocta too, it's super special. I mean, it's, it's a groundbreaking Nike um collection that drake's been able to do and um you know it's it was fun we did incredible online video campaigns kind of like video vignette lookbooks with talented new york director andre Beto, who shoots all of the reese cooper shows with us um just another team team spirit um, so good and uh yeah we did cool things like not to like you know peter really wanted to kind of see if we could shine light on the product 360 degrees and really promote this idea of nocturnal and drake was into it you know and um and, and then andrew had to figure out how do we do that so we built like this dolly system and a clock on the floor and and built the system for each product I and mean, each product has like 25 different assets you know, damn online uh, to pull it off and and it was built by sanctuary computer so you know, shout so, out to Yeah, you know, and earlier just now I was telling you about how brick it is. Those <laughs> those crazy Nocto goose down puffers. I was like, damn. Yeah, the puffers are pretty fire. <laughs> you don't need one. <laughs> you definitely don't need one mm-hmm. all out in sunny California. No, I just I just got that Nocto hoodie. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> are you a Nike guy? I'm a I'm a, I don't care guy. That's good. That's great. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a non-denominational. Nice. You know, I like it all. Like we fuck with Adidas real hard. And, um, and a lot of brands, man. I mean, it's sort of the only brand we're really full tilt on is, is Playlo. Amazing. <laughs> so when you were back in New York and we were like hanging out, you also, you, you ran your first marathon. Congrats on that. Do you, do you, you still run? Yeah. Like, like a lot less <laughs> right now. <laughs> Just because, you know, it's been busy. But definitely run. I'm playing a lot of tennis. Uh, I'm a, I was an avid tennis player growing up. And I mean, so much so that there was a decision that had to be made if I was mm-hmm. going to play tennis or, or, you know, go to architecture school. And I chose architecture school. But I always live with this minor regret of, of not fulfilling a tennis path. But I keep it up and I'm, you know, I'm at a pretty decent high level of the sport. And so I like to find people that, you know, are at that level too. And, and I found one here and it's been been really fun to do. It all makes sense now. All your paintings. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going hard on that. Yo, you really are. And I love the paintings that you've been posting up, you know, all your drawings. I didn't even know you did murals too. That mural in Greenpoint, yo, fire, man. 
Fire. Shout out, Nelsey. Yeah, did a big one at Crown Heights with Mike Perry. Yeah, it was it's fun. I'm trying to do more of that. But yeah, painting is just it's the most cathartic thing. And, you know, especially after being in a team environment, nine to five at the studio, being able to go home and just, you know, have control over one thing and that's your hand is, you know, and the brushes. It's, it's so fun. Are you self-taught or did you go to school and take some classes? Yeah, I mean, I went, you know, went to architecture school and transferred into the art department and got my degree through through fine arts, um, you know, took classes and whatnot. But I didn't, I didn't go full to art art school, and I didn't really start, you know, painting for myself mm-hmm. until two years after I graduated college. But then I just, I just started. You know, Auto Milo was formed the same year as Play Lab '09. Um, and I just kind of kept it secret. Only a few friends knew because I was super self-conscious about it. And then, mm-hmm. and then I allowed it to build over time. And eventually I was like, I don't fucking care if people think. <laughs> <laughs> but it took like maybe a decade for me to uh, dig into my like punk roots and virginity mm-hmm. and uh, embrace the fact that I am who I am. But, but yeah, now I, feel, now I feel cool about it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's dope. You know, your paintings in 2017, they're, they're all... They're like with the end of the canvas now colored in absolute fire you know my favorite painting is also the andre agassi 1991 one. Oh yeah thank you thank so you so which athlete would you do next i'm working on a series of jimmy connors at the moment um and um this this amazing tennis player malabai washington um I'm, I'm kind of going hard on those two at the moment um and doing a bunch of paintings of, of tennis players that um, use, use the middle finger. Nice. Uh, you know, there's, this, there's a lot of these times of Jimmy Connors who would like, because of, you know, the temperatures, the gauge has changed over mm-hmm. the time of the sport. It's such like a precious sport, but like yeah. he would like hide his middle finger behind his back. <laughs> somebody off, like, so like almost proper, but fucked yeah. up. And then now you've got the age of like curios. Very subtle. Shit. Where it's nice. like, yeah, people are like full tilt, um, aggro. It's a funny, it's a funny sport. Would you ever do musicians? A musician I can see you paint on, it would be like Young Thug. That would be dope. <laughs> yeah, Thugger is great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't even really thought about it. I've just really been into like athletes at the moment. It's just like such a, I'm surrounded by artists that use and work with sport as the medium, like my mm-hmm. friend Tyler Winston, and I find it so fluxus, I guess, to, to <laughs> yeah. claim, claim sport as art, which it's true, it is. And, um, and I'm looking at it, because I grew up so like tunnel vision and tennis that I didn't give a shit about any other sport. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I've learned through the years through my friend and colleagues about basketball um, as an art form it is, is phenomenal. And then once you... Once you really get into it and the narratives, it's uh, it's a powerful, it's powerful. I mean, not like nobody knows that; it's very well known. <laughs> but for me, it was a personal experience to to, to be educated in that. So I'm having fun studying athletes. Yo, bring it back. Let's talk about flat Earth. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Flat is. I mean, God, we'll get into it. Let's go. I've been friends with this guy Gabriel Chobo for. A very long time since 06 when I graduated college. Mm-hmm. And he, I moved to Richmond, Virginia for like six months, uh, spent work, work with my friend Joel Spiesmaker. And I worked with Joel and, his, and Gabriel and my friend Travis Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And Gabriel was starting this like little clothing line called Service is Good. And he was making t-shirts and I was helping him design t-shirts and posters and stuff. And, you know, we just had this kind of shared affinity for design and, and clothing, but but also we had zero experience or knowledge of fashion and the industry. Or and he was making all this stuff and it was, it was crazy. And then he connected with um, this guy, Chris, who had started a denim shop in, in Richmond, Virginia called Meat Supply. And there was this kind RIP. of, yeah, there's an opportunity to work on, on building a website for Need Supply. This is 06. And Gabe was like, there's no money in it, but do you want to do this with me? And I was like, no, nah. like I was 21. And I was like, I don't really want to like, I need money. And, uh, <laughs> but he took it on and became partnering Green Need Supply, like <laughs> as we all know, into this very, you know, um, even though it's it's now not alive, it had its, its time and it was very special. It definitely did. I've never been to the need supply in the States. I've only been to the need supply in, in Japan. Yeah. The Japan. Yeah. The, the, Tokyo, the Tokyo shop is the only one that I've been to. There's two. Um, the Tokyo store was amazing. The crew there was great. Um, but yeah, I just kind of like we, as he built that thing and I was building play lab, we never really found opportunities to really connect on work. It was just friendship. And then there was a certain point in time where Jeff and I were like fashion, like, we thought the fashion is where art, commerce, film, architecture, it's where it all collides. And, and our vision was like, man, we've got to work with some brands. And Gabe was like, yo, come in and need supply. We'll get some things done. And we did it for a year. We just collaborated on things. We helped them launch their in-house label called Mead and mm-hmm. uh, doing campaigns. And they took a risk on us. And that was like this moment of trust that was really important for us. And then yeah, some, I remember I remember you telling me all this um when we first met oh, and I was like, yo, who are these guys? Yeah, it was a backdoor scenario. And then somewhere along the way, you know, we did a little bit of work with um a friend of ours, Ryan Gendron at Theory, and uh got a little bit of experience under our belt. And then boom, one day Virgil just texted us and asked us to work on Louis Vuitton. It was like magic, and we did our first show and we were like catapulted into this to see how it was done, like how the clothes were made, what stylists did, like, you know, how campaigns were formed. And it was like just eating it up. It was so fascinating and so cool. And I remember walking across the bridge. We were going from the Etudes show to the Off-White show, my first time in Fashion Week in Paris. And it was, it just, you felt like an outsider, but you felt special. It was so exciting. And I just, we were walking across that bridge and uh, I was like, Gabe, like, I want to build a brand. And he was like, all right, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we came up with this idea of flat earth, which is, it was really just sort of like an observation that, you know, the earth's obviously not flat, but there's, it, there's something kind of beautiful about the fact that, that people do believe that. And mm-hmm. um, we just kind of were like, okay, well, maybe we can use a brand as a vehicle, almost like an art, an artwork in and of itself to explore belief systems and yeah. communication and how people receive information, especially right now in a time in which, you know, there's so much disinformation, misinformation, um, and then use it as an opportunity for the studio to explore creating things and clothing and go into the production process. We work with this amazing designer, Kara Jubin. She has a brand out there called Keiko and yeah, she's super educating us on how products made. And yeah, so we're just rolling stuff out slowly and, um, and just trying to have fun with it. And it's been, it's been a really fun educational learning experience that has a ton of vision uh, into the future. But I love it. I love it. Yes. You guys are always exploring new avenues, new paths. 
Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to everyone. So how we end the podcast is if you were to get a chest tattoo quote, what would it say? If I was going to get a chest tattoo quote, it would say, thanks. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Thanks to everyone that's been listening. Thanks to, you know, everyone that's been supporting, working. Well, thank you, man. I really appreciate the time and the energy. Thank you so much, Archie, for getting on Wear Many Hats. So this is Wear Many Hats presented by Desar. I'm your host, Rashad. We out. Peace.